Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dog Lucy. Together we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, prepare to be inspired by a woman who started an online dog boutique that carries handmade products almost entirely made by women. She has formed unique partnerships that have allowed her to collaborate on exclusive prints, designs, and treat flavors that you'll only find in her shop. Lace up your shoes for a walk and enjoy our conversation. The idea of Dog Love Repeat was planted after founder Kristen Trudeau adopted her first dog as an adult, Trixie, a Chihuahua Min Pin Mix. She was the holdout in her family of four as she wasn't a big fan of dogs and the messes they made. Yes, this sentence is true. <laughs> Trixie turned that all around. She became in, They became inseparable and because they lived in Minneapolis, clothing is necessary for pups in the winter for survival. Kristen wasn't thrilled with the options. They seemed drab, cheaply made, and unoriginal. Nothing that spoke to her aesthetic and love of color and whimsy. She also realized at the time the maker movement was booming everywhere, except she didn't see evidence of it in the dog market. Her concept was hatched, an online dog boutique offering carefully curated handmade goods for dogs and the humans who love them. Hey, Kristen. Hi, Tori. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on this show. I'm so excited to talk about your online boutique. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about it. It's a huge passion of mine. Um, so when did you start Dog Love Repeat? Dog Love Repeat uh, launched May of last year in 2017, but the concept kind of was bubbling for a while, probably about a year and a half before that. And did you experiment early with like any um, like maker fairs or like pop-up? things or did you just go straight for the online <laughs> you, boutique? You know, yeah, I just talk about um, just jumping in with both feet. I um, was in the corporate world and still am. I've, I've, I've got my day job, as they say, um, part time, but I was um, in this corporate position for nearly 15 years. And I worked a lot with our brand uh, team. So that is where my kind of strength came from was the brand and communications aspect. That's where I feel like my strength was. So when I started thinking about this, um, this concept, I just started thinking right away in like what the logo would look like, what the colors would look like, what the what the brand feel and personality would be. And that's kind of what led me to, you know, that that realization of, you know, the love of color, um, love of fun and whimsy and, you know, something unexpected, something that makes you smile. I've always been drawn to that in, you know, things that I surround myself with in my home. Um, and I just kind of started looking for things like that. Thank goodness. There's just so much to find out there and it's so easy to find. So Etsy was of course a place where, you know, I was naturally drawn when I started thinking about, you know, I really, I want to offer really quality made handmade goods, um, that again, are original, um, last a long time. People put their heart and souls into these goods and, to me, that's that's what I want to surround myself with, and then of course that that leads to wanting my dog to to wear those and use those same types of things. So, 
um, that's, that's where the, you know, where the journey started. And then it just kind of kept going. You find one artist and then they connect you to another artist. And pretty soon you're just like surrounded with these amazing artists a lot. I didn't intend for them to be um, local artists. Uh, I, I didn't set out to think this shop was just going to be, you know, Minnesota artists, but I just found so many at um, local art fairs and um, again, them telling me, oh, have you talked to so-and-so? Uh, that pretty soon, I think about 80% of the artists now that I work with are um, Twin Cities uh, artists, but oh. they also, yeah, they also, I've also found from um, every corner of the country and just started working with a um, uh, two women, two sisters, Casa Luna, who are in Colombia. So my first, um, my first uh, work with an international um, company. So that's pretty exciting. That's very cool. Well, I could totally relate to, um, you know, just getting falling down the rabbit hole and um, <laughs> discovering so many brands, because that's what exactly what happens to me on on Instagram and on Etsy too, but especially because I spend a lot of time on Instagram, it just seems like there are so many things that I want. Yes. <laughs> and I just and find so many cute, cute new things. Like every day, I think I see a cute new thing that I want for my dog. Um, and so it's it must be fun for you because, um, you know, you're sort of curating these things together. So you can kind of like get the joy of buying it all without having to buy it all. <laughs> yes, it's, <laughs> it's surrounding me. I, I doesn't. It leaves the, the it leaves my home office, but yes, it surrounds me. And you're right. There is so much, so much out there that that's where my brand, um, you know, sticking to my brand, sticking to my brand pillars, my brand personality, because I could just go down every avenue. Oh, that's fun, or that's fun, that's fun. So. I've really kind of tried to call it to what speaks to me uh, aesthetically, things like I said that make me smile um, and uh, bring me joy. And I just hope that that will speak to others too yeah. as well because I think that is the tough thing about being in this little online boutique bubble. Um, it's really tough to get that feedback, um, certainly with social media, um, you know, especially Instagram, I just find that is just such a cheery, positive place. Um, I truthfully, I was not a social media user before I launched Dog Love Repeat. So that oh, um, you can imagine that was kind of a big, big step for me. And I'm learning every day. Oh, my gosh, I still feel like I'm so behind in, in understanding all of the ins and outs. But I'm a Gen Xer. I'm not going to I'm not going to date myself <laughs> other than to say that. So uh, learning from, again, these artists that um, they're they're most of them are younger than me, but they they understand um, the power of, of social media and and they just want to help. It's like I certainly didn't, you know, ask them um, help me out with this, or, but they just jump in and like, oh, I found success this way. You might want to try this. It's just incredible how supportive um, these folks are, you know. And, and like I said, Instagram just in general have just felt so like embraced, and people are lifting you up. And um, yeah, and that's that part has just been amazing. And um, with these artists, 
they've been also gracious in offering to do something exclusively for Dog Love Repeat. So that way we can both cross promote each other. So on, on Dog Love Repeat, there is an artisan section. Each of them have their bio. There's a link to their own Etsy site or their own website. Um, because that's what it's about. I just feel artists in general um, in the society are first undervalued, underpaid. Um, that that was just a that was one of my big missions in in starting this company as far as it being uh, a maker driven um, product offering is to make sure they're getting the shout outs that they absolutely deserve. I mean, these artists that truthfully, there's you know, there's so much that I see when I see that what they charge. I think, how can you possibly be making any money? You know, it, it's just, but I think that society sort of has, has has acted like art, art education is disposable. Oh, we can get rid of art education. That's not that important. Um, my mom is an art te- was an art teacher, is an artist. Um, I grew up with that, you know, going to museums and appreciating um, artists. And that's really kind of, you know, folded into this, this business as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's a lovely, a lovely marriage. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited about well, the, the artist. You just talked about so much. So I, I had like such a big smile on my face while you were talking about just supporting each other because I, I just feel like there's kind of like a movement or at least those are the people I surround myself with are ones who want to support each other and help each other grow. And, you know, I think that especially in this like little niche that we're in, this like stylish dog niche, um, there's plenty to go around for everyone. I mean, dogs are a huge business. Um, So, you know, it's wonderful when everyone can recognize that and support each other. And um, it's really fun. And I think since I'm on the blog side of it, I get to do a lot of the supporting of people. And, and it's really fun because, you know, I, I get messages from people who are just like, thank you so much for mentioning me on your Instagram stories, which, and it like makes their day. And it's something I would never even think twice about and doesn't cost me anything. And it's like practically no effort at all. Um, (laughs) and it just, uh, you know, I guess that's like, I guess I'm like an influencer. (laughs) And they you they, are they value my um they value me talking about them so it's it's nice I just think it's like I mean not to be all like you know it just makes everyone feel good it gives everyone the warm and fuzzies I think when you can just all be kind to each other it's like overly simplified but I mean that's just what we all need to be doing <laughs> it is and not looking at competition just. Yeah, I you sell some things that are similar to what I sell, but it's still that rooting for, for yeah, your fellow um, small business owners and and brands, and um, of course, especially women. I've got a I've got a lot of yeah. women I'm working with. Um, no, no offense to the men, but um, it, that I feel proud of too. That yeah. um, it's a it's a big pool, a large pool of women. And, um, woo-woo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to something else you mentioned, like, a couple minutes ago, um, which was talking about the brand pillars for Dog Love Repeat. And so if someone's listening to this, I, I think a lot of, you know, people who want to start brands or blogs or even if they want to start an Instagram account um, and make an impact with it, you need to start with some kind of a foundation of, like, what you're about. Um, so tell us a little bit about, like, 
what are your brand pillars if you, if you can identify them you know in, in so many words um, and yep. sort of how someone can come up with that and how do they stick with it yeah well that's a great question so honestly I, I had the the benefit of being able to, to steal um, some ideas from the the corporation I work with that we've got a giant brand um, website that, has all of that information. So I just, I went and like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. So brand pillars, I mean, I really don't know if there's like a certain number you should have, but they, they use three. So I used three and really, I just, you know, it's just kind of soul searching and really that, that big, broad vision of looking at what, what do you want people to come away with after they, after they look at your site or they look at your social media. And these were the three that came up for me. It was um, authentic. Um, I didn't want to ever feel fake or I just wanted to always be true to myself. And again, maybe this is a little bit of a complex feeling like I'm kind of a, like on the older side coming into this. Um, not the millennial that um, we see uh, quite often, but that, that, I, I, I am who I am. I'm not this young pup that's, you know, really hip or, you know, it's just being authentic, who I am, where I came from and why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Um, heartfelt. Again, that uh, that is just like I want that to re- radiate um, to my customers or potential customers, seeing the passion and, you know, I don't even have to worry about the, the artists that that I'm partnering with. I mean, their passion is like all over the place. It's just like so contagious. And if if I was working with an artist that I felt like maybe they're on their last leg or they're just like I'm fried or whatever, I don't think that would have, you know, it just wouldn't be a great fit. That would like kind of pull that energy down. And um, so fortunately, it's, you know, all the artists I work with are just amazing and, 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 and passionate about what they do. And then the third was um, whimsy, being whimsical. And that that's, I think it just kind of captures like the fun lovingness of, of the brand. Hopefully people see the site and, and just get a kick out of their smile. Um, a little unique, a little wonky, a little not, you know, the norm, a little unconventional sometimes, but you know, not too crazy, you know, not, not too crazy, but just a little, little yeah. touch of, of fun. Um, what I kind of pictured in my head with the, with the web experience was against a place where people could come and just like, Oh my gosh, this makes me smile. And I ended up incorporating some animations by Elizabeth, uh, uh, Graber who has, I, I just, again, found her that was through Etsy, just doing some, um, dog portrait artist searches and her little, Oh my gosh, they're just kind of droll, not realistic at all. That's not her thing, but just these watercolors and these illustrations that, I mean, she is prolific. This woman has art coming out of her pores. And, um, I just thought, I think it would be fun to see a little bit of animation with one of, you know, one or two or whatever of her illustrations. And she is like a lovely woman to work with. She is so flexible and just willing to try anything. So I just threw out some ideas and then she came back with, well, the first one was Trixie wagging her tail, little animated, um, little flowers flying around. Um, she did an ice cream, melted ice cream cone, a, 
um, a piece of watermelon being eaten. I mean, super fun. I have them on each page. So uh, those are just those little touches that I just envisioned and, um, you know, did (laughs) my website. I put a lot of heart and soul and money into it. So that was, you know, one thing that it's like, okay, ooh, it's hard to pay that, but yet that is your only way, you know, other mm-hmm. than, of course, your social feed. But when you're in an online business, that is your storefront. And it just was really important for me to get it right, right. at first. Yeah, because that's your online store. Like, so I think if you, yeah. I think I think that a lot of people don't like to spend money on anything these days because there's a misconception that social media is free and that you can just go online and build your website. Um, and there are play, there are, there's certain things you can totally do on your own. Um, but nothing's free because it all takes time. Um, and I think, you know, I always try to kind of remind people that like, if you're, if you have a business, since I've, I've been in marketing for a long time, um, you know, people used to spend thousands of dollars on billboards and magazine ads and radio ads and TV. I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars. And then now they just want their social media to cost like two bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's and, true. Yeah. yeah. And it's because um, I do social media consulting. And so, you know, I'm like, ah, it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> No. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, so it, it is an investment to start any, any business. And I think that, um, sounds like it was very worthwhile because it sounds like your website is like exactly how you want it to be. It is. It's- hey there, sorry to interrupt, but I'd love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the wear, wag, repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in and share it to your Instagram stories. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the interview. So, so um, I'm always curious because I think like when you when you start a business and like you're you're just about one year in, um, I think everyone has like an idea of what's going to happen and what's going to sell big and what's you know going to be their favorite products. Did you have any big surprises along the way? Oh, that is such a good question. Um... It, you know, it was, I mean, first of all, you just hope someone buys something. (laughs) I love this stuff, but it's like, you just don't know. You throw it out there in the, in the universe and go, I hope you like it too. (laughs) Um, I, you know, certainly some of the things that I like were my favorites. I'm like, oh, they're, you know, they're selling okay. Um, what I, what I think I've learned is, um, you just can't know. You you just you've got to you got to give it a try, and you might think, oh, this is going to be a hot hot seller, and um, not so much. Or throwing something out there that's like, oh, okay, well, well, I don't know if you know, I don't know about this, but we'll we'll give it a try, and then it's you know, and it's the favorite. So, um, was there yeah, one I, thing that was like the most popular thing of the year? I would say, well, and who could resist the, um, the up, we call them our uptown pocket t-shirts and they are by dog threads who is, they are, yeah, most of those dog people out there, no dog threads. Um, they live down the road. So that's been fantastic. And that's one, um, partner, um, who Gina is who I work with. She's just been so amazing. But anyway, um, 
that was one of my first products that we were picking out fabrics and looking. I mean, that was, oh my gosh, that was surreal. That was like the best time. I'm like, I can't believe I'm picking out fabrics. And so you got to collaborate on, on the did. prints and everything? Oh, that's cool. Yes. She, yep. She came because we wanted to do something exclusive. Of course, she was totally willing. And so they gave me some fabric selections just after looking at my mood boards that I was kind of looking to look like last spring. And, um, yeah, of course there was color and there were stripes. So the, the hot seller I would say overall has been our uptown, um, pocket tea, um, called the Miller and, <laughs> and this is, nobody cares, but it's so great cause you get to name these things and you just want, I want them to mean something. So the Millers are my, are my son's, um, high school colors and they're called the, the Millers and they're blue and orange. And that's what the, that's what the. Oh, people do care. I think people love to hear this story. That's where Miller comes from. But um, that's by far been been probably the biggest uh, seller along with the bandanas. I think bandanas are so um, people, they're not as high priced Mm -hmm. items. They're, um, you know, easy to switch out and Mm -hmm. depending on the seasons and holidays so bandanas have been super super fun and I know there's a lot of a lot of brands and in companies that do bandanas so it's that's kind of pretty saturated but I think with our um couple of things I'm proud of about our bandanas is the again the Elizabeth Graber uh she did some illustrations for the fabric prints so we've got um clementines and bananas and squirrels um she did a holiday bandana print. Anyway, those are like, they're not, nobody else has got those. And That's they are, awesome. You know, it's like maker upon maker. So we've got Elizabeth doing the illustrations, but then Bella and Blue, um, another artisan partner um, who's sewing them and creating, you know, those along with um, Bella and Blue. She's, again, a Renaissance woman. My goodness. She does the... Um, leather collars and leashes, oh, yeah. as well as the bandanas and the wired form scarves. Yeah. So, um, she, she's, she's a busy woman. She also has a day job. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I think those, those were probably the ones I've seen orders for. And I shouldn't, I do not want to, um, forget Henry's handcrafted treats for dogs. So Lauren founder, love her. We were just like, I feel like she's my little sister. Um, <laughs> We've even gotten together in person, even though she had lived in Iowa when we first started working with each other, and now she's in Wisconsin, but she did live here in Minneapolis for a while. But anyway, um, her treats, the, people love them. Um, I do a lot of local markets. They are always hot sellers. She did shapes just for me. So um, the, the recipes are the same, but they're all different shapes, um, triangles and diamonds and octagons, and she did offer when we first started working together to do a treat exclusively for Trixie, which who, I mean, who, who could pass that up? It was like awesome. And we decided on a spinach and broccoli flavor. So nice, healthy green treat. And it's named after Trixie. She's over there like, Oh, <laughs> are you talking saying about my favorite word? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, so. that's so cool. I didn't, I don't think that I realized quite the, because I've been on your website before and um, we've partnered on things before. And I don't think that I realized the extent to how 
personalized um, and like what a what a hand that you had and everything on the website. And I think that's so unique. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of sites that sell dog things and a lot of people that make dog things, but um, it sounds like every single thing on your site, you're like really personally invested, like emotionally invested in, and have some sort of hand in the design or the flavor or something. And I think that's that's very unique. Oh, thank you. Totally. Well, and I think that's, um, I feel like I'm a creative person and, you know, I do a little painting and I, you know, creative, I don't know, you know, so much like I'm not sitting at a potter's wheel and (laughs) whipping out some bowls, but I just feel like just with like interior design, that was another dream. I always wanted to, um, be an interior designer, but I just feel like I have a creative soul. So this totally feeds that part of me. Whereas my day job, don't get to be as creative it's kind of that you know bring home the bacon and mm-hmm. <laughs> get the benefits and um it's a wonderful company but it, it just wasn't I there was a part of me definitely that was starving for just a way to express my creativity so yeah it's it's just me it's no one else it's just me um the website was just me the products well I shouldn't say no one else but right. I, as far as just um working the day to day right if someone orders if someone orders something on the website yeah. it's just all yeah. you got to deal with all it's of that me. Mm-hmm. it's me mm-hmm. yeah but like I said artists behind me who are you know they, they're the they're the they're the story I I'm just like I said I I tell people at market because they're like oh did you make this did you make nope I'm the curator I that's that's what I consider myself and right. um yeah very lucky very very lucky to be to be able to um express myself that way and and have this chance yeah to I could I could totally make a go of it. relate because um I've I've always been a creative person. And earlier when you were talking about artists being compensated, I actually, I went to um, a high school here in Pittsburgh called Kappa. It's the creative and performing arts high school. So it was like going to like fame or something like that for high school. And um, so I was, I was a visual arts major. And so we studied sculpture and painting and drawing and um, textiles. And that's how I, I was, I was always really into fashion, but then in high school, I really learned how to sew and do more of, of that kind of stuff that I still continue to do. But um, I have always thought there, there was, I mean, in high school, in any high school, there's zero financial education, um, as far as I know. And um, especially at Kappa, it was not a part of anything. And I think since they were encouraging, you know, I think the concept was they were encouraging us all to be professional artists in one way or another, whether it's a performer or um, a visual artist or something else. And, but then no one gives you really any idea of how to actually do that (laughs) or, or make any money doing that. Um, and like, I will just never forget. I, I made some really elaborate thing that took me hours and hours to make and was very tedious. And I'd like cut myself. I was like bleeding because of it. And, um, I was talking to one of my classmates, like if I were to sell this, what would I sell it for? And, She's like, oh, like 50 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that's not going to get me very far. <laughs> um, don't listen to her. No. So I, I, um, I, don't, I didn't sell it at all. But it was just like I'll never forget that conversation because I just think that everyone, um, everyone there and just everyone needs to have some sort of idea of like how much 
to charge for things and then like how much things are worth because you're right artists a lot of artists you know I just saw someone they were they marked down their St. Patrick's Day bandanas like 60% off and they were like a dollar 50 and I'm like how can you even like I buy fabric you can't even buy fabric no. like I so um yeah, so I so I think it's anyhow like long story short, but um, I I really love what you're doing and and the message that you're trying to spread to people about you know supporting these these makers and um, you know how much how much effort it's put into it all. So anyhow, thank you. Thank anyhow, you. let's talk about <laughs> the real motivation for this entire business, which is Trixie. Yes, Trixie. <laughs> so, oh, tell us about yeah. Trixie so girl. you you read. You, you read that bio in the beginning and um, I, I, I know it's, it's one of those, again, I'm being authentic. I was not a dog lover. I had a, a dog as a child who was just, she had issues, you know, and she just wasn't pleasant to be around. And that's the exposure I had to dogs. So I just went through, you know, my early years and um, single years. And then it was really, you know, once I had kids and then of course that's, that question comes up, can't we get a dog? And I'm like, no, I, I just, I like my house neat and I don't like dog hair around and you would never pick up the poo. And um, so that's truly, I mean, I, I, it's, it's the truth. And then we, I got worn down and we adopted her and it was like, where have you been all my life? It was just magic. It was just, I was working from home um, for my day job. We were, uh, we're lucky enough to have that flexibility. So she and I just bonded. I mean, we spent all day, you know, all night together. And it was just, I, I can't explain it. It was just, it was magic. And I just saw dogs in a completely different way after that. And it was like a flip you know flip the switch and I am a dog lover and through and through and even my family <laughs> they're like we never thought you would have a, a you know a dog business back in you know whatever a few years ago but they've seen the change too and um you know a lot of a lot of product promotions we do are to give back to um best friends animal society is a big one no kill shelter um helping with, uh, adoption and rehoming and, and the sheltering, um, that I just feel like this is a way, I mean, it's my business. I can do whatever I want. And if I want to give a hundred percent proceeds of these treats or this shirt, I'm going to do it. Is it the best financial <laughs> decision? Maybe not, but it's just, I guess, you know, my, my mom always jokes, she's like, you would give your stuff away. You, you, you don't, you, you don't even want to charge for your stuff. I'm like, it's true. I just, it's like, that's the kind of person I am. I just like giving gifts. I like giving people things. So, um, yeah, financially, but I think, that, the best I think that's idea, a but... sign though, that you're in the right business because people always tease me too, that, um, you know, if I do like a, a commercial or some sort of a workshop or a live event with my dog, you know, and I charge and get paid for it, everyone's like, you would just do that for free. Like you would just show up and like spend 12 hours shooting a commercial just for fun. <laughs> um, and, and so I think that's just a sign that you're doing the right thing. I think so too. And um, how lucky are we, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I just think, um, you know, it is, it's a lot of hard work. It's, 
a lot of stress. It's a lot of wondering how, how am I going to make it tomorrow? <laughs> um, but it's, we're so lucky. We're so lucky. So I never, yeah, I and I to never forget that or lose sight of that. No and matter. I, it sounds like, um, like you're not in it for the money. It's, it's, it's a passion project and you, <laughs> and you, I mean, I hope it's profitable and does, and does really, really well, but like, that's not, maybe not like the ultimate driving force behind you. It sounds like it's more to, you know, support other people and just, I think, spread, spread this like heartfelt, nice message that you have around to everyone. Yep. That's exactly it. And making a, a buck or two would be nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. In addition to Trixie, you were telling me before we started recording that you have another little pop over there. Yeah. Yeah. So who's Ziggy. your new yeah. guy? Ziggy is... Um, he is almost six, and he is a puppy mill rescue. I um, Oh, it was so awesome. It was a, a market, a local market at a brewery, which it's so lovely. They allow dogs mm-hmm. there. It's such a great, especially in the winter here, there is so little to do with your dogs if they're if they're not fans of cold weather. You I know. know. Just trapped inside. When it's like so negative zero, big. we go to yes. Home Depot and walk around. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. So breweries, gosh, drink your beer, bring your dogs. And that's where the event was. And Ziggy walked in in the arms of his um, foster mom. And I just went, oh. And, I, you know, we weren't talking about getting another one. And we just thought, ooh, Trixie likes to be Queen Bee. She's been, you know, the, the moon and the sun in our family. How, how would this work? And the um, Underdog Rescue, Minnesota, is who uh, rescued Ziggy, um, were looking for a family that had a dog. Because I, I knew a little, a little bit about puppy mill rescues and and issues obviously that they'd have, but, um, it made sense that they need to learn how to be a dog. So, um, that's why they were looking for a family that had a dog. I'm like, well, we have a dog. Um, so anyway, we, we pondered it for a few weeks and my husband, bless his heart. He, he said, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that nice? (laughs) So he's been with us for about three months and he, he's just grown so much. He's trusted more, um, getting more comfortable, but it is a long road. And that's, they warned us that you just don't know the things that, um, they experienced at the puppy mill and Mm -hmm. what, what kind of long lasting effects it has on their personality. But, um, he gave me a little note, a kiss on my nose the other day and not since, but that is just gigantic. I mean, it, it was just huge. So it's those little baby steps, him learning how to walk on a leash. You know, he, he never was out of a, a cage. So um, just the world that's open to him, he's just slowly starting to like, oh, trust it. And so it's just really fun to see see that, that happen like before your eyes. And yeah. Trixie still yeah, jury's out. Um, they they exist, coexist, and there's little snarls every once in a while. But I think I'd it takes overall. a while. When I when yeah. I got Lucy, I had my other dog Lola was nine, and she was a chocolate lab exactly like Lucy. Um, yeah. So she was nine when I got when I brought this little puppy home, and she was like, "That's cute, but you can take it back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that thing leaving the house? <laughs> it was nice for like a minute, but I'm done. <laughs> True. It's true. Well, it sounds like you're really, um, you're living like dog love repeat might've been 
like a prophecy or something for you because now you are doing the repeat portion. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. So it's like dog, love, love repeat, repeat, dog, repeat. love, yes. repeat. <laughs> wow. Yes. My husband might not l- l- want to know uh, what's in store if we keep <laughs> doing that, right? Like, oh, yeah, time really for number sweet, three next year. Yeah. So oh, we well. might keep it at two. Yeah. Two, two is good. I think good. The, having the amount of hands as dogs is, is usually a good ratio. Yeah. yeah. So tell too. everyone where they can find your store and where they can find you on social media. Yes. So uh, find us online at dogloverepeat.com. And we are on Instagram, and that's at dogloverepeat. And on Facebook, too. Again, dog love repeat. Good. Um, that's that's the extent of my social media right now. That is that is a big big deal for me. We'll look at I don't know Pinterest or you know something in the future, but those are the two. Instagram two is a full time job, so it, I think you're doing good. It is. Thank you, Tori. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was so wonderful having you on. This was such a such a wonderful conversation, and I hope everyone who listened really enjoyed it as much as we did. Well, thank you so much. And I uh, can't wait to get to Pittsburgh someday and meet you in person. Yes, that would be awesome. (laughs) We'll have a pop-up shop. Yay. Yay. Okay, well, thank you so much. And um, and I'll see you around the internet. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes for this episode at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, Lucy and I will see you around the dog park.